0: To the black guy who tips podcast I listen because Rod and Karen are hot mm. as best they could the people brought the old country with them a taste for hominy grits and pole beans cooking in salt pork the sure enough's and the I reckons and the superstitions of new moons and itchy palms that had seeped into their very being in the new world they surrounded themselves with people they knew from the next farm over or their daily vacation Bible school from their clapboard holiness churches, from, from the colored high schools or the corner store back home, and they would keep those ties for as long as they lived. The ones from the country fired their shotguns into the night air on New Year's Eve like they did back home in Georgia and Mississippi and ate black-eyed peas and rice for good luck on New Year's Day. The people from Texas took Juneteenth Day to Los Angeles, uh oakland seattle and other places they went even now with barbecues and red soda pop they celebrate june 19th 1865 the day union soldiers rode into galveston announced that the civil war was over and released the quarter million slaves in texas who not knowing they had been freed had toiled for two and a half years after the emancipation proclamation whole churches and social rituals in the north and west would be built around certain southern towns or entire states well into the 1990s at the bridge street church in brooklyn for instance when people from south carolina were asked to stand and make themselves known half the flock would rise to his feet to this day people still wear sequins and bow ties to their annual charleston ball in washington where a good portion of the carolinas went in turn it turned out they were not so different from the sicilians settling in little italy or swedes in minnesota in the New World, colonies organized themselves in the Mississippi and Arkansas clubs, in Chicago, Florida clubs, in Harlem, Carolina clubs, in Brooklyn, and Philadelphia, and numerous Texas clubs, general Louisiana clubs, several New Orleans clubs, and among others, a Monroe, Louisiana club, and a Lake Charles, Louisiana club in Los Angeles. They met over oxtails and collard greens well into the turn of the new century, or for as long as the original migrants lived to recall among their dwindling membership the things they left behind, the ailing parents and the scuffling siblings, and sometimes even their own children. The courtly tipping of one's hat to a stranger. The screech owls and the whippoorwills wailing outside their windows foretelling an imminent death. Paper shell, pecans falling to the ground, mimosa trees, locust dogs, dogwood trees, and china berries. The one-room churches where the people fanned themselves through the parching revivals and knelt by the ancestors buried beside the sanctuary light hey welcome to the blackout tips podcast i'm your host rod as always joined by my co-host whenever the computer is working okay come on (laughs) you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews uh the official weapon of the show is an artificial sport and bullet ball extreme uh and yes i see your camera is acting up over there so uh if if you know if you need to switch back and forth and browser stuff i understand you don't have to text me i got you
1: but
0: it looks i mean it just looks a little blurry you know okay in that other browser it's it's not as clear right um at any rate um that excerpt was from the warmth of other suns a great book isabel wilkerson um and i maybe i brought up that chapter specifically because it mentions juneteenth and uh most importantly like people keep saying stuff where like well juneteenth started in texas and now everybody's celebrating it. but make sure y'all mention texas and stuff you know no one's trying to erase that or at least i haven't seen that um but i think also people like to flex their knowledge on i knew this thing uh before y'all or i i just learned this thing and i don't you try to erase it or whatever um because now it's becoming like a national holiday for a lot of companies a lot of people you know all this stuff and uh national means hey there's gonna be white people that get this day off and shit too yeah
2: i know people offended i don't care i we're gonna do like we do for all the fucking holidays we get a lot of holidays off we don't give a fuck about but our job pays us we have cookouts we have barbecues we have a good time it's mattress sales it's car sales i am content with that that's when you know this this uh holiday is official when we and when it comes around, there I'm like, oh my god, not another car sale. Match sale too. Yes, I want it to be like President's Day, Memorial Day, July 4th, the rest of the holidays. I don't care who gets off work. Like mm-hmm. that's irrelevant to me. Um, I, my thing is, if it, you celebrate it, you celebrate it. You don't, you don't. And it's one of those things where people get so tied up into other bullshit that don't matter. with when, when when it comes to shit like this
0: yeah i i I didn't care either um and it's and it is kind of funny because i saw people floating around the idea of like only black people with black ancestry and shit i'm like how who gets to pick that you know what about light-skinned people that that people might feel they pass like does jl any getting the time off i don't know you know so like it's just like just stop trying to turn everything into a motherfucking like the race war this is a race holiday but it's our shit and the same way that if you took off a Hanukkah, you got off for Hanukkah, right. they don't just come to the office and be like, Jewish people, we going to pay you. Maybe some offices do that, but most offices go. You Everybody either get out. the day off or you dump for a holiday. It's period.
2: Do whatever you're going to do on that holiday. If you was going to do nothing, do nothing. You're going to sleep, sleep. You're going to celebrate, celebrate. Right. Barbecue, cookout. You know, go to the Do whatever you was going to do. I I, I think when it comes to a lot of this stuff, because we're in the age of social media, everybody is the woke, 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 woke. So everything got to be woke, and it just can't be what it is. A day off for people to celebrate this,
0: right? So, um, at any rate, um, that that what I loved about that was how the celebration of Juneteenth, the celebration of the the the, the culture, is uh, even when people migrated from the south. They carry these traditions with them, whether it be the food, whether it be, you know, longing for home. And so now you recreate church in a way that you had it down south. All of this stuff, you know, like I said, this is a great book um, for people that, want to be reminded in these uh times of you know constant turmoil and stuff online where people are always fighting and fussing and breaking black people down to these subgroups and all this shit yep. that you know we're all kind of we're all connected in in these ways and we all do have a need and a longing for each other for the most part you know i'm sure there's some exceptions i'm not trying to concentrate on those but just in general um you know there's no reason to to shit on people black people because they were born in a different place than you because at the end of the day they you know that their struggle is still a struggle and the struggle should unify us not divide us
2: right and it's also one of the things too to where I was listening to what you were saying about how some of the traditions kind of died as those people died because their children were not born in these areas. And a lot of people stopped the tradition of I'm going to send my children down south for the summer with their grandma, down south for the summer with their family, so that they could be around their cousins and relatives from the south. Uh, Mm -hmm. That tradition somewhere along the line was broke. So since that tradition was broke, you have a lot of, people up north where it's you know generations 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 that never have been down south in their lives and the same thing a lot of uh people uh down south would actually send family up north so hey you can get to know your family up north and that tradition is broken too and so it's one of those things to where we don't have that connection. So that's why you have almost like these subsections in, I live in this part of the country. I live in that part of the country. Them niggas over there don't know nothing. Or the niggas over there are dumb. Or or, or whatever myth you've made up in your head. Mm. Uh, because at the end of the day, we all deal with the same oppression. Oppression is oppression. Racism is racism. It might come in different forms and fashions and shapes. But it's all the same. The end result is they don't like you, nigger. That, that, uh, no matter how it's presented, that's the end result. And I know for me... Some of these traditions, because my aunt raised me, I see some of these traditions. They, uh, for people that have been raised in the church, a lot of people do, like, homecoming for churches. And a lot of churches all across the country, particularly, like, AME Zion and, and a lot of black churches, have it where some do a week, some do a day. They, a lot of them do them. Sometimes they do them do revival. Sometimes they're separate where they have people literally from all over the country, go back to their home, traditional church where their grandma, their great grandma may have been raised and they all go there and they, you know, raise money for the church. I know my mama does that, um, down in, uh, Waysboro. Uh, that's where my family was from Waysboro, uh, North Carolina. And that's what, uh, they do. They raise money for the church and, um my great gr- my grandma my great grandma i think my grandpa my great grandpa all are buried there and so my mama would actually go and she would clean the graves and things like that because i think these are small country churches so they don't have um people doing like keeping the grounds and all that shit so my mom would go there she would like do the pebbles and Clean it and do all that type of stuff, you know, to their graves and things like that. And and that's a tradition. You know, that's something that, that, uh, she has done since her mama passed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for me, it's one of those things where I'm glad that I got to live to see some of those traditions because a lot of people born, they, you know, a lot of their family members died prior to them being born or while they were small. So they may have been introduced to it, but they may not have been old enough to remember the tradition. So I'm glad that I, uh i'm actually of the age where i ate the food and lived the experiences and things like that so you know when push come to shove if layla asks me i can share you know the traditions and and what i have over the years tradition the things that i've learned from firsthand experience versus a hearsay
0: i think also um a lot of this stuff comes down to people not having um uh connections or losing connections and uh one of the things i enjoyed about last night uh and we got the we were participants in uh drunk history uh drunk black history with uh brandon collins and gordon baker Brown, and um being involved in that and talking about juneteenth and having you know ray sani chris lambert chalet with sharp um swatches and boom boxes um present at at this time like with us is we're all different places in the country mm-hmm. and in a way the pandemic took away so much but it's kind of given to because pe- through the online platforms and stuff if you want it now i'm not saying everybody wants it but if you want it there's a unity that can and a coming together that's possible in a way that wasn't before because people have time um the odds of getting all those comedians some in the same place uh from all over the country in one place without costing a bunch of fucking money come on it's crazy like that would never happen right now because you know unless you got a huge budget where you're gonna fly in people and all this stuff that couldn't happen they couldn't do that same show but it it was fun it was fans there. it was interactive um you know, nice like drinking and good times and stuff and then we turned around that same night. And we went and hung out in uh tea with queen and jay's mm-hmm. uh Juneteenth celebration um zoom, and it was so fun, and there was people from all over yes, it and it was like people of every I had a ball. Mm-hmm. there were black people of every type up in there i'm sure white people too i didn't it was i wasn't counting you know what i mean so <laughs> like i wasn't i wasn't up in there like oh. like it wasn't like that it was so many people in there it was so fun it was such good vibes it was um you know so funny the music was was dope i you know made sure to uh to put something in on 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 the dj Mm because i was like she's killing this shit what
2: she did a hell of a job
0: she was killing it and everybody was chair dancing and and house dancing and everything and it was also beautiful because i saw our fans in different ones and some some crossed over and went to both some just yeah you know went to one and all that shit was dope It was just beautiful black love and black joy and that's Really, what I think of when I think of us podcasting and what I want our show to be mm-hmm. is something like that. You know, I don't, you know, it, I know it can't be possible all the time. There's ups and downs. There's mm-hmm. people that get you mad. There's people. But uh, at its height, at its best, I like to think of, like, that's that's the celebration. And I hope that stuff like that is here to stay for people. And I hope it keeps growing because, you know, I know um, um, T with Queen J was doing a Juneteenth celebration in New York. For years at this point, you know, so this this is the this is spreading this is this is this is the point of doing it you know, and some people are gonna have misgivings because it just depends on how people approach stuff some people approach it with this is mine, and I don't want anyone else involved in it and to me, I just don't believe that of black culture I know there's people there's there's arguments for that, and i and I recognize them and I honor those, but mm-hmm. my personal belief is I don't want my culture like that. I, I think our culture is the most beautiful thing about us. I think it's the most powerful thing about us, and I think it infects people. I think it's so strong, it's so universal that if you show a kid who doesn't even speak English hip hop, they will that will it, it, that will sprout a seed in them, and, it, and a hip hop culture will grow there. Yes. That's how fucking strong yeah. our shit is. So, they
2: learn English through hip hop. Yeah,
0: so I feel like that that is the beauty to me. You know, is you know when you see uh some european basketball player come over here and he's got like cornrows He wraps mm-hmm. and shit already you're just like blackness is so fucking strong you know um so i try to stay out of the resentment of that and just right. look at the positives of it and at the end of the day it's still ours because can't nobody else make it and can't nobody else do it like us the originator so it was still like such a dope moment to just you know celebrate so yep great times yeah, you know i had time. to take a nap after i woke up today because <laughs> i did i did tie one on
2: we 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 had a lot going on and uh shout out to the uh dj over at the other show too
0: yeah yeah um uh, yeah i mean it was just great events both mm-hmm. both events were dope glad we could participate in both events um glad to be thought of you know right. so just thank you it to everybody Celebration, thank you and thank you to our fans who came out for both yes um, thank
2: you y'all you showed know. up and showed out thank you
0: right that was it's so, like to know that we have fans that can go places and not be assholes not disrupt the vibe and right. whatever just fit right in we have such polite dope ass fans yes. and i love that about us alright let's get into this feedback show we don't have that much time I'm going to try but you guys know we get wordy Uh, people gave money
1: I dedicate this song
3: to recession depression and unemployment
2: this song for you today's a new day
0: new day new pay David from Brooklyn with the recurring donation thank you very much black film press comics we appreciate you ricka a pretty ricky what they call him? thank you joanna m we got a one-time donation from uh rebecca m thank you very much rebecca we got a uh, recurring donation from laura f triangle wine code thank you thank
1: you Calfani
0: g appreciate you chris from hawaii thanks Corey detikla appreciate you Saw you out there getting in on the bike, I believe, on Facebook. I thought that was you. Tabitha M, thank you. Brian F, appreciate you. April G, thank you. Got a one time donation from, what is the name? Diandria. Diandra. Thank you very much, Diandra. We appreciate you. Uh, let's see who else we got here. Um,. Got a one-time donation from Cam J, who says, I wanted to make my donation $1.69, but I realized how childish that was. Uh, Well, thank you. We appreciate it. We take childish donations, too, to be honest. Come on. Same shout-out for either one. Come on. It, it, we, we don't matter. If it folds or jingles, we'll take it. <laughs> uh, Alexis H, thank you. Jo- oh, uh, Wonga from Down Under. We was talking about him last night on the, um, the Nerd Off. <laughs> Uh, Tanya S, thank you very much, Tanya. Dana W, Samuel HJ, Virginia G, Rebecca M, Jesse J, Hannah L, and that's everybody. Thank you so much, everybody, for uh, putting in on this. We really do appreciate it. We do. I can't explain Holy Ghost know. power fell from Sounds heaven rise rise like a shower. Now, I know we
1: been hurt, y'all, but still.
0: I smile, Come on. even though
1: it hurts me, I smile, I know God is working, so I
0: smile,
3: even though I've been here
0: for a while, I smile. I smile, I smile, it's so hard to look up when you look down, I sure would hate to see you give up now, you look so much better when you smile, let's go. Alright, let's get into the five star reviews, we got one. Okay, one five star review this week and it's short. Where would I be without TBGWT? Five stars by Jarris Rhymes uh with Paris. Jarris Rhymes with Paris. And this is from Hong Kong.
2: Wow.
0: Yeah. So we didn't get a lot of reviews. Oh, we got one. But the one we got is from all the way across the world. I love it.
2: Yes, sir.
0: Okay. Um, origato is that it is uh, that you thank Bessa, you you know i don't know origato i think that's i think that's right um because i think konnichiwa is goodbye okay. So i think Oregato is thank you um nowhere so where would i be without tbgwt nowhere that's where best pod in the business thank you karen and rod especially for the podcast the last two to three weeks thank you thank you <clears throat> appreciate you listening appreciate you spreading the word appreciate you putting five on it ow we need them five star reviews okay make it look baby. good people check us out people mm-hmm. be like what is this show popping on what is it talking about maybe it's got a lot of listeners or just some cool ass listeners that's willing to leave five star reviews that's what's up um also i'd like to take this moment Before we get into these episodes, to just say thank you to all the people that are premium, okay? Yes, sir. This is not an altar call. This is not begging anybody to sign Mm -mm. up or whatever. Do you? You know, I know in these uncertain times, blah, blah, blah. But thank you, okay? Because without y'all, we wouldn't have the leverage and the positionality to say yes and no to things and to have some of these opportunities that come our way that that's all y'all you know ain't
2: it though 100% it, them
0: yeah if it wasn't for those people that can sit cuz like when people go premium that's a consistent like bill and like that is revenue that goes into our business that's how we pay ourselves all this stuff so and that is mostly black people that do that mm-hmm. um but just anyone that takes the time out to do that like that's where we get our confidence from That's where we get our ability to kind of, like, have our own voices and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Thank you so much, you know, like... No matter what, I know we gonna always be okay if we, as long as we have those people that hardcore. Right. Group. Small, like, group of fans that, that listens and, and, and really supports. And some of them don't even listen. They just support. They just want to put something in on it just to make sure that we safe and can mm-hmm. do what we do for a living right. and be here for, for them and for other people and stuff. And I just want to say thank you so much. If you want to sign up to become premium, you can go to the blackout dot com slash premium um is is right down the front page uh the top of the page um to sign up and people are still signing up even in the midst of the pandemic and stuff it could just be that people are so at home some people are like i need more podcasts yeah
2: i don't i don't went through everything
0: right it could be that because i know it'd be weeks where i'd be like did i listen to every podcast in the world where's the new podcast and it could just be that you know specifically they like what we do and they like i want more of this like these other podcasts is making me depressed these other podcasts is you know it's so silly they acting like everything's fine or whatever and maybe uh maybe that's why people are doing it i don't know um maybe for juneteenth and for people wanting to support black businesses people Mm -hmm. are doing it because we you know we are a black business but for whatever reasons you have that make you want to go premium thank you and you know i've been helping people through customer service and stuff you know they email me the blackout tips at gmail and like hey how i get the rss feed on my on my phone yes and,
2: and y'all please do email yeah. uh that's the best way i know sometimes people like to hit us up on social media but that yeah email
0: good. the black guy who tips at com, yeah. and that's what everybody has been doing for a while now i haven't had anybody to hit me up on social media but i know
2: we have new people coming so i'm just letting you know that this is the 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 best way to contact us and i know uh for for me it means the world i i feel uh blessed and honored that uh you guys love us and want to continue to support us like we are able to do the things that we can do because of you i know we joke about how y'all keep the boat afloat but that's a true statement
0: Mm -hmm. so thank you and yeah i walked somebody through customer service this week they was like i explain this to me like i'm a five-year-old and i'm like you know what i will let's do it and you know i'll tell you what i've seen the tweets i've seen the screenshots you don't have to worry about me flexing on you Mm-mm. as a as a black business owner okay i seen Hello. what some of these people is doing out here mm. I, I promise i'm not it's not like that so right, I sometimes, sometimes, sometimes i feel like people, people are get, scared
2: right that's what i said sometimes i think people are frightened because they're yeah. like you don't want to but like but they write me like, like job.
0: yeah <laughs> like they'll write me like oh, i'm so sorry i couldn't figure it out i'm like no, no 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 that's not how this works you know like let's like as long as, as long as they're not mean to me or nothing and no one yeah. ever has been Mm-mm. like let's let's work it out like woo. I, I want you to have all the goodness of of a premium membership that um everyone else has so mm-hmm. all right now we can get into it, it all right comments on the episodes we had 2121 21, write a check on your black friend to your black friends um that was a feedback episode brooklyn shoe babe says i vaguely remember the heroin addict as i was born in 1972 many of the vietnam vets that returned to my brooklyn neighborhood were addicted i would hear my grandmother and her best friend or my mom and her brother and sister talk about former classmates and friends being strung out when the anti-drug cops started coming to my school in 82 they weren't talking about crack they were talking about heroin weed acid and pills uh downers and uppers. <clears throat> they showed us pictures of collapsed noses and infected arms from addicts searching for veins. I remember advertisements that warned New Yorkers to not wear their gold jewelry on the train during the summer or to tuck in chains because the chain snatchers was a big crime and those chain snatchers are usually addicts. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember those pictures too, not of the drug addicts but uh that was like part of of education for kids in sex ed and in the driver's uh class Mm -hmm. down south at least uh um where it was always like and now there's one special class where we show you everything that can go wrong horrific so mangled bodies (laughs) yeah here is herpes close up okay all over they face and oh. they dick okay right you'll be like oh my god what is happening here i'm like when well, we got in sex ed this is not the way i wanted to see anybody's or organs okay i <laughs> it, when y'all put you know we're gonna be looking at vaginas on the cover i thought I th- I th- something, something totally different <clears throat> like i didn't want the first dick i ever saw to be uh syphilis infected come know? on uh but yeah so i they i can imagine that too with dare and all that stuff them trying that shock value to scare you out of drugs, like that the so far. Right, just drugs is good to people. And by, show is sex by 1984 when NYC started. Yeah, that's what I kept thinking. It was like, how good must sex be that you willing the risk bubbles all over your dick? It must be the shit. Oh my god, I gotta get <laughs> some of the sex uh by 1984 when nyc started tackling the aids epidemic it was all about the needle exchange programs and condom use there were psa's about cleansing needles with bleach and not sharing needles to prevent the spread of aids but by the time i started high school in 1986 crack was king okay one more comment this time regarding men and period products i think women pass on period shame to their daughters and in their lives if not women just society in general why is a special school assembly about periods only for girls from the beginning boys are taught the period info aren't aren't for them and they just absorb societal myths and misogyny about it i remember the message i got earlier often as teen as a teen was to hide that you had your period powders to hide the smell pantyhose under the pants to make sure no one could tell you were wearing a pad etc i remember my period started once while i was having sex with my boyfriend the man i went on to marry i was 19 and mortified because he popped up to tell me i didn't have any pads so he went to the store with me uh for me he couldn't uh, understand my embarrassment he explained that it didn't bother him because he grew up with a mom and three sisters i think because of this experience of, of always being the gender minority in his home uh it makes it easier for daughters to tell him they needed pads oh yeah yeah I, yeah i'm I, it's you're right it's just a societal hang up and i think it just gets pushed into like it gets pushed on the boys to mod to ridicule it and to laugh at it and admonish it and shame people for it which yeah. is stupid And
2: you know what and then they get old and be like uh you you're right to in the you're like motherfucker you because you're stupid
0: mm-hmm. and then i think for Women and girls they get shamed into like, why do you have this? And it's like
2: my fucking body does this. It's not yeah. like I can control this, bitch. Do you know how many people would cut the water faucet off if they could? But it don't work like that.
0: Yeah, it's all ridiculous. Goldie Locks right said, "How do I send in funny videos slash articles for the podcast segment?" I mean, people email and and sometimes send us something on social media. media. um I mean, I, which sometimes most of the time I don't reply to those and you know it's always funny because like i'd say over half the time is somebody sending me some shit we already covered right they're they're behind on the show right they're weeks behind uh but that uh, not even i'm not gonna say weeks but they'll send something like hey look at this sword story and i'm like well we covered that today but i just don't tell them i just don't reply back to them oh, and i'm like right. well that means when they listen to the show tomorrow when they get caught up they'll have a nice little surprise and for them i'm giving them a gift because they feel like they found that story for us like mm-hmm. oh look i'm like but you know i'm I already have a google alert for swords you know i'm already looking out for the white people coming to the cookout you know he does y'all i clear so, he, he be on mm-hmm. it most
2: you know it's, it's rarity but most of the time most of the stuff y'all seeing, he already probably has cued it up well right
0: but i don't mind you know um long as you don't like harass me or one person sending me 27 articles or some shit then then i probably will mute or whatever but um and i have had to mute some people well-meaning people that just uh, that every day they were just sending me some shit i'm like i don't want to see this this is you're turning my social media into work all the time and i don't like that so we
2: don't mind you posting but it don't mean we have to see it
0: right so it just depends on uh the situation but yeah you can email us you can tag us on twitter or whatever or something you know um i've had people uh, for i i had to tell somebody the other day to stop tagging me on stuff on on facebook and i i you know obviously all respectful no disrespect they weren't being disrespectful it was no shade no argument nothing like that but it was like you know i don't like logging into my i try to have as little facebook notifications as possible so i don't same. like logging into my facebook and it's like you just got tagged to six articles and i there's not even something to say it's just like you know my name and i'm just like i i don't i don't want this so you know it's all about yeah, managing it. those stimuli mm-hmm.
2: the, the 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 same and uh just to let y'all know uh i don't be joining nobody groups either i know sometimes people like to send them i ignore the hell out of them and it's so uh it's it's not a rejection or anything i just decline everybody i don't know if it's it to you but it's nothing personal i don't like groups
0: uh the poll was white guilt dollars yes get them while they're good getting is good no i'm good or i'm white okay karen <laughs> i'm good okay no i'm good karen doesn't want the white guilt dollars uh no i I'm, I'm i'm gonna go with yes get them while the getting is good get them guilt dollars okay don't don't let your pride make you go hungry Mm-mm. they giving it up it's gonna be a long parched season after this Okay. It
2: will be. Okay. I changed my mind. I I take your. I take your while. Give, give me these dollars.
0: opportunities. Okay. We're looking to highlight black voices. <clears throat> run it, run me, the me, money. Me, me, me. Run the money. Let's let's talk. You can use mine. <laughs> um but yeah, ninety six percent say yes, get them out of getting is good. focus percent say no, I'm good and zero percent say I'm white. <clears throat> so we got no whites in this poll. Uh, Brooklyn Shoebabe says, as long as I'm not selling my soul or my children's souls, well, obviously that wouldn't be white guilt dollars. Mm-mm. Okay. So we're yeah, not talking they the
2: one feeling guilty, not us.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're not talking about that's black guilt dollars. You, you feel guilty as a black person taking that money. That's completely, that's some Jason Whitlock shit. I'm talking <clears throat> white guilt dollars. Like Brooklyn Shoe babe we need black librarians to be the face of this campaign. We're going to pay you a thousand dollars. It's like, oh yeah i've been doing this unrecognized and now i'm getting my money yes feel feel bad and give me my money as long as i'm not selling my soul and my children's souls uh literally or figuratively give me the free money i want a discount for being black every time i go into dunkin donuts i want black people to hook i want the black people to hook up at red Lobster. i want all the white guilt money and discounts while it lasts yeah that's what i keep saying while it lasts because it's not gonna be here forever mm mm. Um, and when it dries up, it's gonna dry all the way up. Office for a limited time only. Come on. Uh, <laughs> Static says, "How else office, am I off, off, office until white people don't feel good to no more?" Uh, Static says, "How else am I gonna afford a PS5?" Miss mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Barnes says, "My employer recognized Juneteenth as a holiday and gave most of the office off, but if you're on essential team, which I am, you got double pay for Friday." Ooh, nice. Mm, mm, that double pay. Mm. oh that make it worth it. Oh, that double pay I'm be not hitting. even gonna
2: lie. That, 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 that make it worth it.
0: Damn, that double pay be hitting. Oh, I remember them days. They be like, oh, you
2: be like, double pay? Alright, oh, oh, oh. Especially, I be more
0: than happy to show my black ass up. Especially if somebody without kids. Oh, that was the only thing that used to make it okay. They be like, well, we need somebody to work on Christmas Eve and you know the majority of the team can't be here we need a couple people just to come in there won't be much to do we just need someone here to answer the phone and uh only thing we can do is offer double pay and everybody's like i don't know my kids i have christmas i was like as an atheist childless person i will be here on christmas i Eve. show up even if i'm the only one uh right how many hours you need? Cause I, I'm willing to do more than eight. Okay. Come on. Double time. Yes. I do a full 12. If you need it. Be in the office by myself, surfing the internet, reading message boards, getting, playing time. music out loud. Right. Getting two times. Oh, double time. Oh, it's so rare to get it, but it's so I good it mm, mm,
2: mm,
0: mm. All right. Uh, we had next episode, 2122. Welcome to the party, pal. Where we had Vern and Cory on from Living Color. Yes. Uh, so many people enjoyed this episode. This is one of the rare times where we have guests and a whole lot of comments. Okay. We got eight comments. Y'all, oh, y'all had a lot to say because normally they'd be like, well, y'all covered
2: everything, so I'm
0: good. D. Ramsey says, five stars from start to finish. This episode had everything. Black history, anger, rage, jokes, and joy. Thank you. Thank you. You know, honestly, it's a lot like when uh, I just go by the crib and hang out with my folks. Like, this is basically how me and my family talk all the time. Just like, fuck Trump, first and foremost. Let's talk about that anyway what else is going on with these whites you know and (laughs) work our way into some funny shit Mm uh and it also helps that they listen to the show and their fans and um just genuinely good people like they do like i said when i when we met them it was just such overwhelming like so much love right like you like it's almost all-putting because it's just like oh man and and like the same vibe extends out to their fans and stuff like their fans are super cool because you know we done uh th- that was literally my first rock concert ever mm-hmm. um yeah and well, we went to rock in raleigh
2: yeah and you meet all types of people and you don't know kind of how the interaction is gonna be and they were just like yo what's up yeah
0: very welcoming yes so um uh and says today we are all progressive americans india says (laughs) love this episode i always like how rod and karen interact with their guests It's never really awkward and it feels like they are talking to friends and genuinely enjoying themselves quick question anyone out there creating the blackout to cookout playlist on spotify because the playlist is banging so far thank you india and i'm not even doing that so (laughs) hopefully somebody is if you want to collect the songs and send them to me i'll make a list on my spotify for y'all to follow or whatnot uh stella says I-, I do have a coronavirus song list though just letting y'all know that one's terrible i don't know why anyone would follow it but no uh stella says i enjoyed this episode so much your interaction with Corey and vernon sounds like old friends you two really let your guests shine and participate in the fun the jokes kept coming and karen was a star on this show of this show her pun game was on a 100 i love how Corey and vernon were hyping her up thank you so much because i needed every bit of this joy
2: that was having a hype my bad puns
0: (laughs) yeah i had a ball i think that's part of it you know like there's a lot of fans out there it's like okay getting the puns in
2: yes
0: my pun game has improved y'all this improved a lot folding sandwich bread or something like that uh, Brooklyn shoebase. You know I be following no rules with my puns. <laughs> I didn't know there was rules. Brooklyn shoebase says, "I love this episode. Vern and Corey are great guests." Lakita says, "One of the best things that come from the Rona is y'all getting really good guests because everyone is supposed to be home." I love how Vern was so excited to be there to hit the ground running. Also love Vern and Corey's brotherly dynamic. They made it so fun. Great show yeah, yeah. They're, they're like that in real life mm-hmm. so that was cool they are hilarious i don't know what landmine we avoided with the quest love thing but i'm glad we avoided it appreciate we avoid us avoiding yeah, it we th- don't...
2: Th- thank you for kicking it Cory. yeah
0: this ain't the breakfast club okay we no don't want fuck. no smoke we just trying to have fun but uh yeah that that was dope um and that's been the thing a uh, conscientious choice i've made when we've had guests in the last so many weeks or whatever I don't do the Read Rainbow segment on purpose. Uh, I just want to start, mm-hmm. talk to them, right. and just hit the ground running. We may or may not even touch topics. It's really just depends on what we're talking about, right. how it's flowing.
2: Right, and the guests, because, you know, we, we kind of know the vibe of the guests
0: yeah and so you know when i say that this is uh something i think about a lot that this is a creative outlet for me and it's not like the podcast is a job but it's also my creativity our creativity mm-hmm. and a collaboration of the guest creativity together you know kind of like in a like a like an upside down triangle you know shout out to the illuminati uh like like i feel like i'm i'm at the bottom of that triangle being like okay i'm spreading my creativity out and sometimes it's just me and karen and we're just working it together you know but the with the guests and stuff you know it gets bigger and bigger and and some guests were able to like really build a a whole world in a podcast and Mm -hmm. you know i really enjoy that um Let's see. Kim doc says, "Living Color is quietly the reason CM Punk was as elevated in the WWE as he got. Code personality is the most iconic walkout music in wrestling history. So much of the talk of Punk coming back centers on the feeling, on that feeling when his music hits out of nowhere. Living Colors music they made him, in my eyes, legendary." this is an amazing podcast from lady antebellum wanted you to know they still about that antebellum and not fully changing their abhorrent stage name to the renaming of a grammy category <laughs> i i was tossed it back and forth in agreement across the board sometimes i feel like y'all speak my thoughts and my feelings aloud thank you kim thank oh, you Oh, thank you baby appreciate you mm-hmm. um E V E says the thing for me is Uh, when we talk about these subjects that are rage-inducing, that are exhausting, all this stuff, is I still try to filter it through funny, and I I, I always love when we can, especially good guests, they get that, okay, yeah, this is serious, but it's also funny. You know, and so, we could be like, yeah, the progressive, there's a bigger issue about changing it to urban, progressive, whatever, but also, isn't this shit funny? Like, you know, we're gonna go to, um, (laughs) progressive outfitters like this shit don't even really make sense <laughs> no, like, it doesn't. racism just so stupid um EVE says love this episode i'm a big fan of living color and i appreciate them especially as a black girl who loved heavy metal growing up it's lit whenever they come on and Corey has the best role in platoon because the brother had had enough so he wounded himself to go home and i was like that's what's up fuck these white people and their fake war mm-hmm. uh all right last thing for this episode of the poll. What do you prefer for the Grammys? Urban music, progressive R&B, or black music?
2: I mean, you know my stance. Uh, just, just 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 call them nigga. So just call it black music cuz that's what it is regardless of what you put on it. That's what you going to call it.
0: Yeah. Um for me, I think
2: I don't like the progressive cuz I think nice. I
0: prefer black music just yeah call a thing a thing beloved right, i know they would never do that is going around what you're trying to call it yeah. well also just let me be clear let me be clear um i do understand that there are gonna be black people that would be pissed if it was called black music mm-hmm. so we're not a model if that's the point there's no name you could call it because if we know what it means black music there's no name you could call it that would not be like controversial but i like the idea of black music because even then when some white person or non-black person wins music. it, it's like what well, they doing our yeah, music. music yes they are doing like, black music you know like you know but i know that won't happen because it's, it's so weird because then they have like the latin grammys and that's okay you know what i mean like it's not like the urban grammys you know so like why can't it be the black black with a capital b why not anyway Um, seventy-two percent of people say black music. Sixteen percent say progressive R&B, and only twelve percent like urban music. Kim doc says somebody in the comments said something like, "Just call it jungle music and get on with it." And I die (laughs) The Grammy is a white institution. The face of the system, systematic racism. Fuck them. It's definitely a white institution. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I. I mean, I'm glad. You know, I'm glad for the black people that get they shine and they deserve recognition, but. I i just can't even really watch the show because I, I never feel like it's a home for us. It's uh-huh. just not meant for us.
2: Uh-huh. A lot of times, if I'm <clears> online, I just watch people reaction online in real time, and y'all, y'all don't let me know who won and who lost and what y'all mad about. Twenty-one,
0: twenty-three. You should have minded your business. Come on, me and Karen uh solo episode, and of Burger King. I see you've changed your name. <laughs> anna burger king says this clip has been going around david bowie is the musician who died a few years ago the same time prince died i remember you and karen didn't know his music he was married to the model iman anyway this is the interview where he questions the way mtv decided what music videos will play you had living color on last episode so i thought this might be interesting yeah i've seen this clip a few times floating around twitter and stuff um uh, and um it's basically him questioning the entire way that um mtv at the time was even dealing with black music um mm-hmm. let me see if i can play it for y'all um but yeah i did think it was uh pretty cool um and and i don't know that man like that um mm-hmm. so i know these there's some other shit that happened with him and mm-hmm. uh accused of pedophilia and all this stuff Oh, this shit five minutes. Four, uh, we'll play what we can of it. I can't play. It, I probably won't be able to play the whole thing because, like I said, we have got a heart out at four. You know, all right.
3: um, it, it occurred to me, having watched MTV over the last few months, um, that it's 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 got it's a solid enterprise with it and it's got a lot going for it. I'm just floored by the fact that there's so many so few black artists featured on it. Why is that? I think that we're trying to move in that direction. We want to play artists that
1: seem to be doing music that fits into what we want to play for MTV. There's th- the company is thinking in terms of narrow casting.
3: That's evident. Um, it's evident in the fact that the only few black artists that one does see are on about 2.30 in the morning or, in, or to around 6. Very few are featured predominant, no. predominantly during the day.
1: No, uh, uh, that's i I'll
3: say that over the last couple of weeks these things have been changing, but it, it's, no, uh, it's a I slow d- process.
1: I know, it's, it's funny, I think people have different perceptions when you wind up watching let's say you watch an hour or two or even three a day people somehow come away with different ideas about what we are doing
2: what that we
1: don't have any kind of day part
2: that's a fact if the shit come on from like two something a.m like to to six like nobody's watching this mm-hmm. like so he's saying the bulk of the day is nothing but, but majority of white people mm-hmm
0: well, at the time, <clears throat> at the time, they really didn't play a lot of black oh, artists. Michael um, Jackson had
2: to fight to be Right. On. Michael
0: Jackson broke the color barrier, essentially, mm-hmm. for music videos with black artists. Correct. Um, but, um, it's, this is also a way to hide because it's like saying, y'all don't play any rap on your, on your radio station. It's like, well, it depends on when you're listening. It's like, well, y'all play rap two to six in the morning, but uh, they're like, well, we play rap during the day. And they're like, yeah, you play, a couple rap songs and if i just happen to get in the car at 105 right get out the car uh at 107 and then get back in the car at 233 and i just happen to hear only those two rap. i go wow i heard two rap songs on your station today good job but if i really sat there for three hours you're not playing enough rap or black music or whatever you know i use rap as a for, for me in general but as yeah. a but but like you're not playing enough black music for me to even be like that you know so mm-hmm. like whitney houston uh michael jackson those are like huge artists for black people at the time that's why you know one of the worst things that people would say about them it's so fucked up and unfair and uh, the retcon on whitney houston has been uh amazing to see the last few years but there was a long period of time when it was like oh they make black music for white people like they made white music essentially and and to a certain extent you do have to make whiter music to make the crossover for some of this shit you mm-hmm. know um they weren't really fucking with artists that was putting black first and foremost so you would have to like cross over some level of appeal to whiteness you know Lionel richie uh as Vern made that joke you know like you kind of and it's not shade it's Mm -hmm. literally just the economics of the business Mm -hmm. but yeah um david bowie noticing that and then they gaslights with david bowie immediately with well i mean people come with it it's crazy how people just come up with these different perceptions as if (laughs) you know as as if you don't show like a
2: whole fucking
0: block this isn't the truth it's just how you perceive it right for anything Mm -hmm
1: let alone a black artist, departed out of what, what would be, quote, prime time. Mm. We don't have that.
3: Because one sees um, a lot on the, on the, there's uh, one black station on uh, television that I keep picking up. I'm not sure which station it's on. But there's, uh, there seem to be a lot of black artists making very good videos that I'm surprised aren't used on MTV.
1: Well, uh, of course, also, we have to try and do what we think not only New York and Los Angeles will appreciate, but also uh, Poughkeepsie or... Midwest, pick some town in the Midwest that will be scared. So once
0: again,
2: mm-hmm. he can't do that white now, audience.
0: Now it's about the working class white people, and I would say this. um me with
2: that. <sighs> you're
0: if, if you're a working white white class person, I, I don't know. You might not be listening to the show. You might be. I don't know. But if, if I could address that elephant in the room for a second, the amount of disrespect and coddling there is for that white working class it's as if they are basically saying you are fucking backwards idiots and they pawn off regression on the working white class Mm -hmm. they pawn that off when you look at the things that politicians won't touch the things that these corporations won't touch like and 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 i'm gonna say something that um i think is more you know like it's, it's it's the opposite of what most people would expect black people to believe but i think the working white class is much more resilient and much more progressive than they're giving credit for
2: yeah they do that just I think so they don't have to take action
0: working white class is the white people that i went to school with the mm-hmm. white people that lived in my neighborhoods the white people that you know i worked with because I, i'm working class so i'm not saying they're all good and all this shit there's plenty of them that are plenty fucked up but there are some good working white class people who aren't with this bullshit Mm -hmm. that even and i don't even mean that on some day some woke book reading motherfuckers like like it's some twitter signifying performative shit no i mean there are white people who just have a heart of empathy white people that really do believe all that good stuff in the bible that's actually about mm-hmm. like being like jesus and loving people and shit yeah, there I've are white just, people like, like that yeah, out and I've there
2: i've seen it with my own two eyes right. in action
0: it doesn't mean they don't have white privilege it doesn't mean they're not affected by white supremacy none of this shit but it does mean that they have more capacity for either change or or they just have a heart that's like i'm like i'm not gonna let no evil happen in my sight so fuck that shit like i don't racism is evil to me and i know i didn't go to school to figure that one out like i just love black my black neighbors i love you know it's it's, and so it's funny because my personal belief is a lot of these corporations the nfl um mtv in this case um politicians like uh he, whether it be a bernie sanders a joe biden uh hillary clinton uh or uh obviously the Republicans way more repugnant than, than any of those three right this thing where they pawn off shit to the working white class is abhorrent like will they'll never win the white vote in the democratic right they'll never win it Mm-mm. but what what always gets taken for granted and doesn't get talked about enough is they do win some it's not it's literally and i'll never say these words again on the show but it's literally not all white people like like we'll say the 53 percent of white women and that's that is a high high way high number it's terrible i'll never be certain and sure if i'm in a room full of random white women that i'm like okay these people got my back right but there's also like 40 something percent of white women that was like no i'm not with that bullshit, right and so they matter too right yeah i'm just like it's this isn't me saying like uh opining them it's just me saying like how disrespectful to your sensibilities you know what i'm saying how disrespectful to them to pawn off because i don't know that that working white class is what's holding mtv back because mtv doesn't give a fuck about dispersing los angeles and new york culture in any other area Mm -mm. but all of a sudden it's like well we don't want idaho getting mad no you don't want black artists on your fucking show and then you flip it into well it's really white people in idaho if i was a white person in idaho i'd be incensed like the fuck are you talking about i don't have a problem with that shit say say you got a problem with it don't don't put it on me like, I'm home changing the channel because Michael Jackson. I don't like listening to Michael Jackson. You know who loves black music? White people. You know yes, who else loves do. black music? Black people. You know who else loves black people? Uh, black music. Everybody, that like rhythm and talent and shit. You know? So, to pawn that off on some, like some motherfucking Wyoming or some shit as if that's the problem on TV. Yeah, they have a lot of times
2: have some, not trying to funny, some of the lowest populations in some of these states. Not trying to be funny, it's like, okay, the states that have the largest populations, which means you know negroes all of us went to the big cities right. do, doing the migration and shit like that so you're not gonna find you would not that we're not there but you ain't gonna find a, a large
0: fucking collection of us we in these larger cities but it's you telling me that the world's not ready to hear that you know who else is in a large collection of cities most of these fucking artists right so that doesn't even make sense the, the entire complex of MTV at that time was promoting what was hot in New York and L.A. and the big cities. So to, so when it comes to black people though, well we got to slow down. Okay, that's not Idaho's not ready for that.
1: Tired to death by Prince, which we're playing, or a string of other black faces that's and black very music. very
3: interesting, isn't that interesting? You
1: know we have to uh, we have to play the music that we think an entire country is going to like, and certainly we're a rock and roll station now. The question would be asked, well, should, uh, since we're in New York, should PLJ play, uh, you know, uh, the Isley Brothers? Well, you and I might say, yeah, because we have grown up in an era when the Isley Brothers mean something to me, and so do the Spinners, even way after the Isley Brothers. But what does it mean to a 17-year-old? Well, if you talk on the phones to these guys like I did when I was in radio, it's well, scary. I tell you what it
3: means. I tell you what maybe the Isley Brothers or Marvin Gaye means to a black seventeen-year-old. Ah, and surely he's part of America. as well, no, isn't question. no question.
1: Mm-hmm. No question. That's why you're seeing those things. Do right you not
3: that find it that it's a frightening predicament to be in? Yeah, but less so here than in
0: radio. And is it not? Well, no, don't say. Well, it's not me. It's them. Is it? Yeah. What's funny is David Boy said, "Do you not find it's a frightening predicament to be uh, being?" And that white man thought he meant him david bowie's still talking about the 17 year old black kid <laughs>
2: yeah, right it's, it's that not disconnect the K- was
0: so thing. quick he was he was like i mean yeah i'm scared what are you scared of you're the one with the fucking finger on the button you, you got played. the power right like, it's frightening to, to think about <laughs> He was like he's like as a 17 year old black kid knowing that these motherfuckers ain't gonna play the shit that matters to you isn't that frightening <laughs> right, and you you're potentially losing
2: uh, a lot of audience that would actually get your ratings up.
0: Right, David Moore goes, it's not me, them. Like, what, wait, They're where radio. did you switch that?
3: And is it not? Well, nah, don't say, well, it's not me, it's them. Is it? No, is well, it, not, is I... it not possible that it's, it's it should be a conviction of the station and of other radio stations? Mm. To be fair, it, it is. It does seem to be um, uh, rampant through American media. Um, is it, it? Should it not be a challenge to try and? make the media far more integrated in, this, in music, happening. especially of anything in musical terms. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I think it's happening because white music and white musicians are now starting to play more than ever, wh- uh, more than they have lately, let's say, in the last ten years, yeah. what, what black artists have been into. Mm-hmm. And
0: now... mean appropriation?
2: Right, <laughs> people want to see themselves. Not white funny. artists
0: are now starting to play black, black music like, more than ever.
2: Like, I don't give a fuck. They're not black,
0: which is also a lie. Hopefully, the lo- like they've been ever since Paola and shit. White white artists been playing black people. Elvis, you know, like, come on. Lines are going to start to to blur, and when we play a band like ABC,
3: yeah.
1: Well, there's there's white and black kids who are enjoying it, and all of a sudden, well, it's it's a little bit easier for a white kid to understand it. The fact is, quite frankly, I-, I could even point you towards a letter in the new issue of The Record, yeah. the magazine The Record, responding to an article by Dave Marsh, that this, this kid just ranted about what he didn't want to see on MTV, Well, that's and in me. no uncertain terms. <laughs> well what I'm saying though is that there's, as you say, there's certainly a lot of black kids and white kids who may want to see black music. Mm there's a ton of them who are it's not like it was in 67 where you say yeah i'm i'm not into that you know but you are yeah. now it's you're into that
0: i don't like you and then why this is the thing this is why i was at amc with the mask lately Where they go we don't want to be political so we're not gonna we're gonna tell people you don't have to wear a mask at amc and basically saying if you want to wear a mask inside of a movie theater that is closed has air conditioning and uh can't really practice true social distancing Mm -hmm. people gonna be eating in there and shit um if hey we're just gonna leave it up to you and people were like what the fuck are you talking about and they were like Oh, I mean, uh well, so, okay, you have to wear a mask, okay? Scientifically, it's the right thing to do. And it's like, that's what he just did, where it's like this cop-out of, where well, there's racist people out there, and we have to cater to them. It's like, Look you don't them. have to. No, you don't. The same way you don't have to cater to the black kids, apparently. You've been sacrificing these black kids for years and don't give a fuck. But then when it comes to the racist people, it's like, well, we have to give, give their opinion validity.
1: That's scary, and we can't we can't just turn around and go... Well, look, this is the right way.
0: Ah, this is, they let <laughs> they <land>, <laughs> take David for <his> face.
2: <laughs> He is not amused, he's not, looking, not amused at all. This
0: nigga look like he is fade tight right now. Oh, my God. He looking like, the, the hell are you talking about? He's like, and now I'm about to play the big joke on this motherfucker. I think a little bit at a time. Interesting. Okay, thank you very much. Does that make sense? Valid
3: point? I understand your point of view. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, he didn't say it was valid. He said he understood it. Yeah, that's not the same. That's interesting. They came that far. Um, we've come so far that MTV is actually—that's all MTV news is uh, website. Uh, I mean, YouTube. Like they put that out. I—I'd be almost embarrassed to put that shit out you know what i mean like this is what we used to stand for nothing anyway back to this um i remember you and karen didn't know me. um oh, okay yeah cool all right but thank you for the clip we did play the whole thing so that's cool mm-hmm. rich says i agree with you rod dc may got ass yeah she thick uh correction the general the the gentleman i don't know let me see james juanito who was playing who was spraying black lives matter on his property is actually filipino so just make sure he brings some pen what was it pancit lupiang shanghai filipino spring rolls and some pork adobo for the cookout oh we love it i'm fine with that too yep oh it's, it's james juanillo okay or oh, Wanilo. okay thanks dia says great uh greetings right karen it's long but i cover three topics because the episode's just so good on raising the black girl i wanted to say that defunding the police some very difficult conversations need to be had in an effort to protect women and those difficult conversations cannot happen online because it gets shouted down or just asking questions as views as opposing someone or divisive and because those conversations cannot happen online a lot of people are going to get left out of the process when policies are made mm-hmm this is one of those things if you're not in the if in you're the not room. in the room you're on the table right. you know um the other thing i would mention too is a lot of, of abolition and a lot of <clears throat> defunding still ends up with some level of like community intervention and stuff um to which you know um you're gonna need to form have some level of in my opinion obviously you're gonna have people's gonna ask questions until they feel like they have answers and if they don't have answers and processes that are deliberate and they know they can go through they're not gonna accept it Mm -mm. And, and that's
2: something hard for people to understand you can't uh present something like we have the answer and then people start asking questions and a lot of the shit they're asking you haven't even considered or thought about like you said i have anything in they were like the fuck i'm gonna follow this for y'all don't know what y'all doing
0: right um and i you know i've listened to a quite a few podcasts and read some pan, uh some uh, some um like columns and stuff from different people that are working in this area And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think that they they have great goals. They have their hearts in the right place. They believe in this radical empathy and forgiveness and all this shit. I don't know that society, even black people, are there. Maybe we will one day. But I just know that if somebody harms someone in my family or something and I. the solution is some sort of like we we just gonna talk about it or they can do uh some sort of i don't know uh i don't know come to my house and garden or whatever fucking solutions people because they never really say fully what a solution would look like for something like that come on. and what justice looks like for that and right. what makes me feel better because they say center to the victim but then what if it's a victim like me where i'm like fuck them you know because then they go well hold up we don't want to we can't let the victims just do this because then they'll be too vengeful well then you're not really centering me in in the way that i agree to anyway right maybe you know for some i know motherfuckers they really say i don't forgive so if they say that and then someone does something criminal to them how are you centering them by being like nothing gonna happen so those people do want punishment so i think it's just difficult it's icky you're right it can't happen online and I'll keep my ear to the streets. I'm still reading uh some of these books and stuff and I and, I, and it doesn't mean I think they're scared that they're going to lose everyone for the well defund the police and abolish the police. They think they're going to lose us and we're going to be like fuck that then cuz I don't don't abolish shit then. Don't change nothing. No, I agree the system's broken. Agreed. So that like I I'm cool with what like let's get rid of this shit cool. Absolutely. But don't then yada 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 me when it's like, So what are we gonna think about for this? That's important too. Right. Don't just say, well, I just think imagination is beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like, like I said, uh, for, for me, and, 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 my mind can be changed. You know, I'm not one of the people with my arms full to talk about change my mind. Mm-hmm. I, I am willing to bend, and I am willing to change. But my questions are valid, and I right. want something that, that's foundational. Because if something happened, like I said, I don't want your mom and them on some voting committee voting, and, and shit like that, and centering me, and I'm like, this motherfucker should go to jail, you what, we don't have jail, I don't want them around me, you know, man, let's just keep it real. Like, like, like what are the consequences? What are the repercussions? And the thing is, I understand that, um, you have to change the mind of the people. This is true. Well, then you have to do slow progression. You can't just get rid of a system. Don't really have anything to replace it because something will come up in its place. Either you're going to put it there or something else will form on its own to take its place
0: yeah i just keep thinking like what happens if you we disband the police blah 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 and then the fucking white supremacist people that are basically the police that work in the force right now they just be like no like okay cool now we don't have badges and rules and shit but remember there's no police force, there's no thing that can make us not have these guns, right. there's nothing that can make us not arm ourselves and right. be a militia, and there's you nothing can't enforce that can, it. we, we decided, you say community policing, well, we police in our community this way. Right. And white people, we, they ain't shit you can do. What you gonna call the police on us? What you gonna come, come, come take our guns out of cold dead hands? Like, this is you know, so. And that's valid. Right. There's things I think of like that, and I don't think that's like a crazy thing because I live in this fucking racist ass, uh, country, this white supremacist country, and it's not beyond white people to do that shit. You know, or they they come to our neighborhood and fuck us up, and then we over here talking about. So, well, I guess we'll have a community panel to to figure out how, why they bombed the church with the faux black girls. Like,
2: mm.
0: yeah, it's not. Uh, it's just anyway. That,
2: that's not gonna fly. Fuck. I don't
0: mean to to shit on the idea, the concept in general. I just no. know that there's scenarios that people are gonna want to have answers for, and I don't think those people are just like. You know, I love the cops. Blue Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Some of these people are just scared because you know they they're gonna need some sort of apparatus or or logic to work there
2: right and their fear is valid and you can't just dismiss their fear to get your point across and that's now people like me you make people like me mad when i ask a very very valid question you go me too okay you too now what bitch now what okay me too we both here okay now what and i don't ever get an answer to that question
0: um the Tulsa Massacre I know that they didn't teach it to many of us in school there are a lot of things that we wish we learned but there's also something for being inquisitive because I bet that after people watch Watchmen that is uh still all they know about the Tulsa Massacre did it make them inquisitive enough to get a book or at least read the wiki page you know the saying youth is wasted on the young sometimes history is wasted on the young um uh i find myself wanting to learn more about topics just because i have grown and experienced more in school yeah they talked about how europe had a monarchy but now as an adult i'm more inquisitive about it i eat that type of history up and about wars and different kings and queens i mean yeah i mean that's going to be a chronic problem forever in every generation but i feel i I feel like this these kids have more access to stuff that we did Mm -hmm. at much younger ages and my personal anecdotal experience is that more people didn't just look up the Tulsa massacre and the Wikipedia page and stuff because of Watchmen. More professors taught about it. More schools taught about it. Um, more people talked about it in their churches and to the young kids in their lives. So um, I I think yeah. So I would I would say yes yes that the, the young people learned from that. Not you're not gonna catch them all, uh, and it would be best to be taught in schools because that's the best way to catch them all. Um, and it was, that's why it's omitted because they don't want to catch them all. But Mm-mm. yeah, uh, I think a lot more people did learn because of that pop culture moment. Lastly, on Dave Chappelle criticism of him not mentioning women or trans victims of police brutality in his comedy special, I understand the hurt, but I also want to defend his art, not him so much, but his art form because he got a lot wrong on the stage. For example, in Dallas, five officers are killed, not nine. He got some Chris Dorner facts wrong. Comedy doesn't always get it right, but I guess in comedians, I like I kind of eat the meat and spit out the bones. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of the same way with with pretty much all comedians. Like, that's the thing. It extends to me for comedians I don't even like. Like, I, like, and that's, and for the ones I do like, even with them, I'm like, this premise is off. This power dynamic is, but I think I just look at comedy as a, as a art and not just a thing I'm consuming or, or kind of like woke people do now where they look at comedy and they take it so serious and literal that it isn't. Now that being said, what Dave's special was last was not comedy. So if people wanna break that down to say factually it's just inaccurate, it's just i don't mind that because i don't think he presented it as a, in a comedic and, fashion and
2: uh, it, it sounds like i haven't seen it but from what people saying, it sound like he was just talking off the top of his head On something. i don't know
0: he hadn't performed in a hundred some days i don't know if he practiced in his house mm. i don't know all that stuff i don't know how much he looked up i don't know how much of it was on the fly it felt very on the fly but you never know he's so good he could be have practiced that shit at home and whatever i so anyway i, I I, I don't i welcome i shouldn't say welcome that's not true that's not true in, in the least let me stop that lie coming out of my mouth i understand all criticism that these motherfuckers get you that big motherfuckers gonna talk about you and i understand that on the platforms of the people talking about you that's what the fuck they do too you know what i mean like like the game is the game like dave japelle putting out a special and then like uh uh david dennis jr wrote a long like thing about it and stuff and and interrogated and critical of it and there were people and that's what he does right and then i saw people on twitter harassing him both ways of you didn't go hard enough critically you were too critical on Chappelle. that's what they do like it's all this fucking cycle of just like a thing happens this person comments and then this person comments and That's this person posted. comments, and they're all serving different audiences mm-hmm. it's all crass uh kind of my this is my my cynical commercialism is what I believe it is um felix says the little britain thing comes off as a little disingenuous to me because those dudes are doing a whole damn lot with the blackface on that show that shit was really bad even then the fact that the first stuff i saw on tv when my african family moved to the uk was a bunch of blackface in prime time was the most jarring transition bruv britain has its own tradition of blackface that's well documented so i don't buy anyone's excuses who was doing it in the 2000s every black person i knew at the time always gave the show the side eye except for the homophobic jokes everyone of every race happily laughed at that shaking my head that bo selector show also really did a number on craig davis career too do only just recently came back in a big way the fact that they were allowed to get away with that and still have careers tells you a lot i was more of a catherine tate fan myself now that lady uh could do some bloody skits bruv my god well felix that sounds like a lot of good stuff from across the pond that me and Karen would not know anything about. Mm-mm. But I will say this it don't matter. Because they did the bare minimum. They come into the cookout, bruv. Okay? That's how it works. Yeah, you ain't um, got to do a lot? I don't know if you notice. But it ain't exactly uh it ain't exactly a high bar anymore. Mm-hmm. It's the lowest of low bars, okay? If you even acknowledge Lady A got in. Lady Antebellum. I am from the South and I do know what that means. They in, they coming that's how it works it sucks right even says here's how we know that being white is a hell of a drug because we see these races getting out exposed on social media and losing their jobs but they just can't help themselves they refuse to mind their business when one is bothering when no one is bothering them at the end of the day if they lose their job they'll be all right because some sympathetic white person will hire them somewhere else true true i mean even if you racist and you black or whatever you'll be all right mean uh, listen here's the thing for the most part nothing's gonna happen to most people Mm-mm. all these viral moments and shit you see the, the, they get fired from a job I don't know what people expect you think they're not gonna exist you think some other like if they like some other company's not gonna hire them eventually and this is for every type of egotry and ism and all this shit uh, these motherfuckers are like cause you got cancelled on the internet it doesn't really mean you're like you're not going to prison if you didn't commit a crime you're just gonna be persona non grata until the internet gets bored we'll move on to another thing if your name ever pops up we'll remember the thing and that's it that's the extent of what the internet can really do to you yes, sir. you know what i mean motherfuckers the internet don't like and they are doing just fucking fine living their best lives like so i don't even like people like it's almost a non-starter for me you know where people are like yo what about uh you know so-and-so said such and such i'm like yeah and they're gonna be a- in concert in your local town it don't mm-hmm. matter yes sir can't even cancel the motherfucking criminals you know mm-hmm. you ain't gonna cancel no social faux pas motherfuckers um except for chris michelle that's the only person i ever seen get canceled for real I don't for know. real for real and i think that's because her fan base is black women mm-hmm. and she went directly against the crew yes she did uh do thick thighs matter yes or no yes Ninety seven percent say yes, but three percent said no. Who are these three percent? I don't know. Uh I didn't see no the comments don't say it. I care about thick thighs and them dance. Shout out to Five Starter Crew, says Zeke. Mm, them dance, yes. <laughs> Kim, <laughs> Kim Doc says, Do men even care about breast anymore? Legitimate question. You ever hear about breast anymore? do we yes. yes y'all breast has mm-hmm. its own day titty tuesday yeah. mm-hmm. okay i don't know where you got that from but you're not about to put that evil on men. Mm-hmm. we are into yeah. the tits breast matters all breast matters okay it's like uh pardon the uh comparison iris it's like picking a favorite child not really but you know what i'm saying like it's it, it, one and one a yeah
2: okay? yeah watermelon cantaloupes apples they all matter it's
0: a photo finish okay at the at the finish line for all these parts no
2: matter no matter how
0: big the jugs um <laughs> episode twenty one twenty four. no no justice no crease when we had three guys on that was fun we got a lot of comments on this one too got Yay. like uh five comments let's see here uh brooklyn shoobay says my ex-husband was a huge football fan as he played peewee football and high school football he watched every football movie except the one where the nfl replaced striking football players with scabs and star keanu reeves the replacements i saw that however my favorite sports movie is any given sunday as it was the first football movie i saw where i understood the plays i embarrassed the fuck out of my husband in the movie theater cheering and clapping oh god uh after a while he whispered it's just a movie relax uh lol my other favorites are rocky three and real steel robot boxing in a family of real Real steel Steel. oh you'll cry if you watch real steel it's it's that that's almost not really a sport it's a sports movie but it's robot boxing but Mm -hmm. that uh
2: we seen that in the movie theaters didn't we Mm -hmm. yes we did i
0: also like the movie the boxing movie with christian Bale and marky mark Mm, i don't think i saw that one Mm -mm. Um, i don't remember some good picks though some good picks up in there um, uh, and, and the replacements was funny man I can't remember who played the wide receiver it might have been Orlando Jones well, somebody played that wide receiver that black man was funny Classic R&B Lover says, Hello Rod and Karen. This comment is not an episode specific, just something I keep meaning to share with the Blackout Test family. I know that this is the age of the Rona. people are keeping things like hand sanitizer in their cars. Please make sure you keep your sanitizer with you in a bag and you do not leave in the car. Excessive heat can cause alcohol to evaporate, rendering the disinfected properties useless. Thanks, classic army lover. Mm-hmm. Shannon says, if Lee Merritt advised the family to go to the White House, then shame on him. But if he didn't advise them, I understand why he was there. As an attorney, if Trump wanted to meet with my clients, I cannot just deny the meeting without telling my client. If the if the family, in this case, Amara Arbery's mother, wants to go meet with Trump, I would advise against it. But it's ultimately the family decision. I would, however, go as her attorney to make sure I can protect their privilege and interest in the meetings, because the meeting is not illegal action that I can stop through the court action or legal standards. Again, I would advise against it. But I, I, as an attorney, if I represent you, I cannot just quit on you because you want to attend a meeting and I don't. Yes, you can. Attorneys quit on that shit all the time. Where they be like, "I'm not doing."
2: We seen articles where. uh, we've seen documentaries on it where motherfuckers cut up so bad that the it was like i tell this nigga to shut the fuck up
0: he keep going in the press and talking so fuck yeah. him i'm out you can always withdraw your representation that that being said shannon don't think i'm saying that's what he should have did right just saying it's always an option um i'm sure if they said you know what we want to have a press conference to say um you know uh fuck black lives matter blue lives matter to us and our our son was a criminal i'm sure lee mayer would be like i advise against that and if they said i'm doing it he'd be like yeah well i'm not part of that so y'all I know y'all I'm do y'all thing you. but i'm not representing this i've had clients that wanted to hold press conferences and i advise against it but i've said well if you're going to do it let me at least read your statement just because i read the statement doesn't mean i condone the press conference and i'm so what uh a bad attorney yo shannon absolutely uh i understand everything you're saying here mm-hmm. and i I always forget that I follow people on Twitter that hate Sean King and hate Lee Merritt. So they always assume the worst of them. So it really could be exactly what you said. The family wanted to meet with Trump and as a good lawyer he's the one who should take the brunt of that from the public he let people blame me rather than blame the family yeah. i totally understand that and maybe it was him that said we're not going to do the optics or whatever I, I sometimes this happens to me just the same way it happens to anybody else the story that I, was fun to me with all this projection was this idea of him telling the family go sit in this room with trump take a photo op that was the first tweet i saw was some other activist calling him out being like so you were gonna use the family for a photo op and I, in my brain is it's like without me even knowing it subconsciously i was like oh wait they were gonna do that and i don't have any proof that's what was gonna happen in that room so you know shame on me that's on me lakita says y'all did the damn thing this week with the guests another fun episode uh it was like listening in on a phone call with five good friends i hope they come back soon yeah love those listen you can also hear me sometimes uh on their show so mm-hmm. check out three guys on podcast i'll go over there and kick it with them on a saturday if i'm not busy and and uh I, most time I just really come to listen but you know it's always dope to be invited on on the zoom and, and, and chat with them you know love those guys Eve says two great sports movies that weren't mentioned was major league and the mighty ducks oh yeah those are two good ones mm-hmm. i just didn't mention them because they were comedy I don't think we mentioned any comedies really. Uh sure Major League had some problematic actors, but it was funny. I don't remember who the do you not know, don't remind me. I just remember loving it. It was funny. And this yeah, a yeah, seen in decades. Yeah, and it's, if it's a movie from the nineties, it's probably problematic anyway, by yeah. twenty twenty standards. Right. Uh and the main kid from Mighty Ducks went on to become an unproblematic fave and married a black queen Jody Turner Smith. Oh, that is Pacey, is that what y'all call him? That is y'all's y'all's man. Okay i did i legit don't watch i didn't watch the show that he got famous from so i don't remember it but i'm just glad a black woman's being loved loved up on period right um the poll is are you wearing a mask in public yes no or public i don't leave my house (laughs) care yes same 79 percent of our audience is wearing a mask in public that's why all these debates about opening up countries are stupid uh public i don't leave my house 19 percent and th- three so that's i'm counting y'all and then three percent is no and which is sad you know i don't know how they listen to this show uh bookman says i got a mask wardrobe leopard print red black handmade bandanas
2: we do too we 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 got a whole thing over there on the wall
0: uh a says um or ebbb um says I got mask on, mask on, mask. At this point, I wish I could be in the group of people that ain't leaving the house, but I got to go to work despite my lungs already being jacked up. I requested leave from work and was denied, so I don't leave the house without hand sanitizer, alcohol wipes, and mask. I was recently diagnosed. Plot twist: it wasn't a Rona, apparently, but if I catch the Rona, it won't be pretty. Whew. Aww. Well, you in our thoughts. Be careful right. out there. All right, we got no voicemails we did get some emails um so i'll try to get through those mm-hmm. uh this is from prath who says dear karen and rod this episode uh, episode welcome to the party pal 21 22. uh this episode with Corey and vernon was fantastic they're hilarious and your collective chemistry was a joy to listen to when Corey said no don't say it to vernon it reminded me of looking at my best friend's face and knowing something problematic was going to leave their mouth Regarding your sword, ratchetness story and the term "hunatics," as an Australian, I'll try to break down the et- etymology. The term hoon is a hooligan or reckless idiot, especially a young man who drives recklessly. This combined with the lunatic gives you "hunatic." Mm. Having said all that, I'm pretty sure the author made the word up as even white folk down here don't use that term thanks for another great episode ps correction apparently the hoon tv is an internet tv show catering to australian equivalent of nascar motorcycle racing enthusiasts and their fans are called hoonetics white people shit Mm. you learn something Mm. new about white people every day
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh israel says check out this video on youtube we're catching up a podcast i had a baby and wanted to share this little gem i'm not sure you ever seen it but uh oh yeah we've seen i think we even played it on the show the teacher that called a student a nigga and then they they did that boondocks episode um with riley getting called nigga mm-hmm. by the teacher mm-hmm. if we had more time i would play it just for the audience sake so we could do it again and make jokes but we really got a heart out at four so i can't do it um but yeah, uh, they said, sorry, I mi- forgot to mention I'm on episode 1987, Walk Like You're Free. Um, and, uh, uh say, um uh, if you ever seen this, but this nigga episode of Boondocks, I think it was based on this news story. You are mine and CWG's favorite podcast. We appreciate you, Karen and Roberto. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, if it wasn't for, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's a four minute clip. So I, I, probably don't have time well let's see what we can do at the end let's go to the next one uh alicia says rod and E and karen laughing in the background please tell me you heard of this my cousin put me on to it i automatically subscribed alicia not the burger king loving one thank you my fave alicia right now uh it is uh looking for latoya as a podcast from insecure yes
2: yeah, I, su- I haven't understood i subscribe
0: people that yeah. have said this
2: is hilarious
0: thank you uh, Rebecca says good morning Ryder Karen in celebration of Juneteenth I gave a little something extra to you today thank you thank you like I said we will take all the white guilt money Mm-hmm. um i'm a regular supporter of your show and i thought it would be nice if today i gave a little more support i live in maine and have been to a lot of black lives matter protests up here and so far i've only there have been a lot of black lives matter protests up here but so far i've only been able to attend one on my drive to the eye doctor this morning i heard a radio announcer talking about a celebration of juneteenth going on in portland they said come out and uh have a picnic I cringed at the idea of a bunch of white people having a picnic in honor of Juneteenth. Felt very tone deaf, so I thought of a better way to recognize the Juneteenth: was to support Black businesses and artists. I wanted to celebrate you and Karen and the many voices you bring to your show. I love the content you have, and I know how much work goes into it. Thank you. Thank you. Now you may be thinking, white guilt, maybe, but I'm not looking for forgiveness or redemption. It's just, hey, you're awesome, and thanks for being awesome, awesome, and let's celebrate how awesome you are yeah i listen um i don't really uh I, I think maybe and it might just be my personality but like a little bit of guilt is good man like you know not saying it should be a whole thing you don't lay your weight on other people but and like as long as it's not about seeking like some level of forgiveness or redemption from individual black people and shit i don't i mean that's i'm guilty as a man like a straight dude walking around this, in this world there's a bunch of shit leaning my way that i didn't work for or earn like you know being a uh able-bodied you know there's a bunch mm-hmm. of shit so i'm not saying it's like some performative guilt or it has to be this overall overarching like theme to your personality but like a little i think it's, maybe guilt isn't the best word but like some recognition that this imbalance is there i don't think that's a bad thing Mm -hmm. uh there was a very interesting podcast i listened to yesterday talking about white guilt and how the random gifts of money make black people feel uncomfortable it uh yeah it does for a lot of us as a white person it made me cringe but i need to hear how tone deaf my race is um so when i hear dumb shit like this in my life i can enlighten them on the ignorance Mm -hmm. yeah i'll tell you what i prefer the money to the like apologies with no money that come you know what i'm saying that's true like i prefer a motherfucker give me some money than be like i am so sorry about i didn't know okay i had no idea they were beating you niggas like hotcakes i didn't know i found out today i turned on the news I, i don't know what i've been my whole life but did you know did, did you know i mean i they have been you whooping black, but your ass and i'm you, just not
2: finding this information out
0: you just been coming to work like it's no big deal i don't want that
2: no, yeah no, i don't
0: want yeah so i don't want that and i wouldn't do that like uh that's like if you know there was a sexual assault case that went like really big in the public and i just start hitting up every woman i know like i'm so sorry they is out here just sexually assaulting people like what no like anyway uh so but you know money in america is the closest people are gonna get to justice so yes, I, I think everyone's gonna cash that check as long as you don't turn around and be like and now i can say nigger most of us don't care
2: Ain't like, <laughs> most of us
0: don't what if that's what if that's what white people did they give money and they're like no i can say it i gave 25 dollars to uh tea with queen and jay so <laughs> i invested in the blacks i put in uh quite a hefty price to the breakfast club the other day if i say so myself and uh i can now say nigger 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 come uh, it's not racist anymore so as long as that's not happening i don't care the podcast is called reply all and the episode um, on reference is the least you could do the girl who gave out her venmo for white people to donate to her so she could forgive them for their white transgressions was pretty funny till it wasn't because it doesn't work like that but that girl is a total black capitalist and needs to be recognized <laughs> yeah that is <laughs> the amount of socialist black capitalists that uh do shit like that is so funny to me uh, with this country we're never gonna be free <laughs> there's no right choice it's like i'm a black socialist and i hate money anyway hit my venmo for this free labor i've been doing all over twitter it's like i don't know because if you get too much money now you're a piece of shit right same thing minnesota freedom fund trying to get people out of bail people fucked around and accidentally gave too much money now they're a piece of shit like i don't know what's happening I don't feel the need to talk, call my black friends and ask them how they're doing. <clears throat> I know how they're doing. They're struggling. What I need to do is lend my voice to stand with them and vote. Yes. Anyway, love this you guys. the voting part, baby. Yeah. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you, uh, for so much, uh, for, so much for all you do. I'm gonna shut up now. Love Rebecca. Thanks, Rebecca. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, that tangible shit. Not to steal anything from the hotels, but tangible shit is what I'm on. So, you know voting if you're you're marching if you're using your social media to be like hey black lives matter that kind of shit i think is more important than you know some of this other shit Mm -hmm. adam says dear rod and karen thank you for this episode with vernon and corey Uh, it is always a joy to listen to my favorite band and podcasters on the show Living Color is a national treasure it's always entertaining when Corey's on the show and I know I was going to be a it was going to be a treat when Vernon came on the show I had met him years ago when he spoke at a music lecture when he talked about growing up in New York City and when he started playing his music career and then he uh, when he formed Living Color and his solo material after the lecture there was a great there was a meet and greet and he was cool and down to earth I just I have to say that episode is the best of the year and keep up the great work adam thanks adam thank
2: you yeah they both have a lot of knowledge and like a lot of history
0: yeah without feeling professorial or talking down to you right they're like look
2: this is what i learned or this is what i know or this is who i know it's like like, i've lived
0: they've lived life
2: yes and they they just down to
0: earth about relating it to you i love that you know because they could they could have high-sided us and been on some like (laughs) nigga we are living we are somebody um. Oh, we got two minutes. Okay, let me add a session just so we can finish this. I'm gonna pause real quick. John writes in: "Abolition Wars." Uh, that would be a good Transformer spinoff. Oh, it would be. Uh, war for Cybertron abolition wars good morning Rod and Karen Rod is someone who works on the police reform at the local level thank you for being for the deep dive discussion about defunding the abolition and for the valid questions and points you raised the whole damn discussion has been so exhausting due to all the reasons you mentioned it's a perfect illustration of how people pick a team and then fight with very little interest in actually listen to the other side or being honest and clear about the limitations and uncertainties of their models while instead exaggerating the support of their disposition and yelling at anyone who doesn't immediately get on board it reminds me of the code like pushing of medical medicare for all as the end all be all solution to everything healthcare related oh my god yes yes nigga that is what it reminds me of it's just oh. like the
2: bernie sanders shit
0: oh it's like you scratched the itch in my brain yeah, that was just there oh, hold on oh, hold on can you see yourself yet, you see yourself yet? <laughs> oh my god crowd right. is just the ghetto. the ghetto. All right. Uh How am I right, uh, gonna figure this out? I guess I just have to take. I guess I just, just have to take. I off screen for now. We're almost done, so we'll just do that for now. I, I don't know what the fuck happened. Try opening it in a different browser, but uh, in the background, because in case this happens again and we need to fix this anyway. Uh, but yes, yes, John. Fucking yes. That is. Yes
2: because they put these premises out there and didn't want to argue you down because like.
0: then the solution has to fit everything and when right. people go well, i have some th- questions about this and you know it's like a medicare for all people go well i actually have really good insurance, insurance. why would i want to give that up and then it's like oh you piece of shit oh it's like well wait isn't the whole thing you won't get insurance like you won't like i like explain to me what exactly this means for me i i should have i can't have questions about like i need this this the my insurance pays for a certain type of care for my disabled daughter and if i don't fucking have this our quality of life is going to be actually not improved from this right and there's no way to work that into the bill where i can keep that blah 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 it's it's that type of shit and you're like oh this is just about picking size. um to make matters worse, activists have achieved almost rock star celebrity status in the world of organizing, yes, so everyone picks their phase and insists that everything they say must be true, so you end up with people who agree on 90% of the terrain, attacking each other based on the team people they chosen, yes, I'm definitely moving towards abolition in general, but given the history of white people perpetrating violence against marginalized groups, I have a tough time imagining a world with no police I just don't trust my fellow white people enough for a kumbaya dream me neither, anyway <laughs> Mm-hmm. Thanks for letting me vent. P.S. vernon and Corey are almost are as great on the podcast. They are on stage. What a hilarious episode! Cheers. Stay safe, John. Thanks, John. Thank you.
2: Yeah, because uh, I know I know we had to wrap up, but like my my biggest thing is the KKK ain't died. I don't hope people don't understand that. And they're awesome. White like, people going, oh no, police, and they will fucking come out in numbers. And you and your community community organizers, uh, are you going to be able to protect me? If not, not to be funny. From my perspective, what the fuck are we talking about?
0: Yeah, that I mean, like I said, it's very valid and. I don't believe and this could just be look I'm a black man I understand my imagination and stuff is limited by that those experiences and so maybe you know on some level I am gonna always be uh, not as uh, pushing and seeing beyond the boundaries in the way that would make people feel like, like I was the most radical coolest guy in the world I may never get there but i can't see it for some of this shit because i'm just like i don't i don't i can't even envision a world where white people leave us the fuck alone right and i and we need some type of force against that these the guns are already in our society and they got them
2: yes you know what i mean
0: so you know i can't i can't imagine a world where no where there's no rapist i can't imagine a world where there's no pedophiles i can't imagine a world where we just talk to, to them and they figure it out and go i'm gonna stop molesting kids or whatever the fuck because y'all said i'm responsible to the community i i can't even imagine a world where just a, just the investment in all these social ser- services means there is zero crime or zero um people that abuse people and stuff so I, it's just hard for me to imagine i you know i will keep reading i'll keep educating myself and i'm gonna try to lean towards the empathy and the stuff that i already ha- have in me but it's a limit to all this shit i don't i'm not infinitely forgiving i'm not infinitely empathetic there's you know i don't be feeling nothing when i see r kelly in prison i don't feel nothing when i see dylan roof go to if he gets the chair it don't bother me at all like i don't i sleep good at night it's not like uh, that there's no part of me that feels like kind of like complicated about that kind of shit so maybe i'm just not as woke or as liberal as some of these motherfuckers but some of this shit is like what needs to happen in my opinion so i don't know monica writes in hi rod and karen i hope you get this email time for the feedback show i develop a terrible habit of saving your show to the end of the week then on friday i'm scrambling to listen to everything and staying up late to comment on the website and leave feedback well this time i i'm really up against the clock yeah you you was trying to uh turn in the exam at the end of the like <laughs> huh? class started this episode with the gentleman from living color was so so excellent better than i could have hoped for and i was really anticipating it It was too cool to hear those legendary these legendary musicians totally geek out over the segments and be so enthusiastic about sharing their thoughts with y'all yeah you know uh they were so excited Corey didn't even get in on us for our terrible singing He let her slide one day.
2: Did he do? I was
0: wedding. Normally he'd be like, this is horrible. Y'all should just let me sing this shit.
2: And I was like, you know what? We be more than happy to. I told him, we are
0: terrible singers. I was Mm -hmm. like, you ain't got
2: to lie. He was trying to be nice about it. I'm like, you ain't got to lie. We know we're not professional singers. Mm
0: Mm-hmm so many funny moments i already knew Corey's level of enthusiasm from the previous show so listening to vernon be just as loud and joyful was a treat the episode touched on all the worst things going on in the world and yet there was an intense feeling of joy and community excellent mm-hmm. ain't we lucky we got him uh i'm a <laughs> i'm a big fan of vernon reed on twitter yes vernon, vernon be going in on twitter twitter uh very thoughtful uh love all his thoughts on music and more i also have much appreciated his pandemic postcard project he let me see my city again while i've been holed up in apartment for three months i suggest people check out his instagram i don't know if i am his instagram friend i gotta check to see if i am
2: no i have to go check too
0: shame on me for waiting too long to comment but now I'm cramming but believe me the other episodes this week have been fantastic to me too lastly rod you were totally hilarious on silent trailers the keith and the girl game show thank you it was fun to see that and karen you were so adorable and funny on drunk black history last night it was such a joy to see you both there as well as comedians i love like ray shalewa gordon brandon and chris also so nice to see the blackout tits family there hi nick Ju. hi brooklyn shoe babe hi tanya yes i saw all all, hey. all the crew was up yeah, in there they was rolling deep okay uh one day i'll go to a live show and be less shy in person than i am online love to the whole the blackout his universe Mwah. monica aka monty cast thank you thank you um and just yeah that's all the feedback we barely made it in boom so uh we got a roll we got another we're gonna be guest on uh a podcast so thank you so much everyone for listening Mm -hmm. tomorrow's father's day so that means my dad will be on the show with us remotely um so that we're looking forward to that still Uh,
2: social distancing
0: yeah and then if everything goes well this week uh i believe on tuesday we should have Jamel Hill on the show again. So, looking forward to that. Um, So, thank you guys for listening, and, you know, we'll be back um, uh, soon. Until then, peace. And I love you. I love you too.